Hey everybody, uh, this is Bob Mackey from OneUp.com with a special E3 episode of Retronauts. This one might sound a little different than you're used to, but we are relying on portable equipment, which is not always the best quality, so my apologies, but I think you'll be able to put up with it because we have an awesome guest. Who is our guest today? I'm John Greiner from Monkey Paw Games. Yes, and you might remember John from our Burger Time episode, but uh, as I said on that episode, we lost some of his stories, so hopefully he'll give us a few on this one. But uh, tell us why you're here today, John. So, uh, Monkey Paw Games, if you guys know, um, I'm sure you do, but we uh, bring over a lot of cool Japanese games. Uh, we make um, retro games new again, with uh, as an example being Bomberman, or Burger Time, sorry. Uh, and we're here to talk about some of the games we've got coming up. Great. So what is what are the newest Monkey Paw uh, products that you can talk about? So um, we just announced Tamba, mm-hmm. which will come out on June 19th. And uh, pretty excited about that. It's going to be, um, we think, a pretty uh, well-received title. I have some questions about this. Um, was there a Tamba demand? Because personally, I bought the game when it came out. I loved it. I've always wanted to see it again. Is that a sense you got from retro game fans in general? Huge, okay. huge. I have to say, by far, the biggest reaction we had to any game that we put out so far. Hmm. So there's been a lot of pent-up love for the character, and uh, finally we're getting it out. It took a long time to get this title. It was, uh, did it was they, not um, easy. Did they reach out to you specifically? Were fans... I mean, because when you announced that you were bringing Tomba out here, I was like, how... like. I, uh, Monkey Paw, I mean, I thought Sony would do that on their own, you know. I can understand you working with Victor and working design some of the smaller titles. That was a Sony published title, a Sony produced title. Um, is, there, is there a reason why they would rather, um, like, have you guys bring it out? Is there more less risk for them? Or is uh, it... I think it's, uh, it's more a matter of reach. Hmm. Uh, you know, Sony has a lot of titles that, uh, that they do, and... I think that the, you know, especially the import stuff is, um, in this case, it's classic. But the imports or classics are things that we can actually do better than they can mm. because we're already on the ground running with a set group of audience that is very attuned to what they want. So, um, you know, we've done other titles in this fashion, um, Alundra being one of them, Sony title, uh, Arc the Lad, okay. um, games that really Sony could have. Right, Ark the Lad was a Sony property. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, under two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can you go into any of the specifics of, like, how, who do you talk to to get a game like Tomba that's, um, you know, a Sony property? Uh, are there various, you have to talk to, uh, the original studio has disbanded, obviously. Um, and um, one of the, the main guy behind Tomba is a pretty famous uh, Capcom guy. What's his name again? I'm sorry. Fujiwara-san. Right, and he is the guy behind, what, like, Ghost and Goblins and some pretty Mega big Man. Capcom series. Oh, Mega Man, yeah. yeah. He was pre-Inafune Mega Man. Yep. So um, <laughs> did you did you talk to him? Did he have anything to do with it? Oh, totally, yeah. Okay. He is the main guy, and he actually... Sony has some rights, like they had the localization rights, so we had to do deals with both Fujiwara-san and Sony, but... Uh, you know, we kind of just, I don't want to say manhandled it, but kind of, uh, you know, we knew how big it was going to be, so we wanted to make sure it got done. Nice. And it did take a long time. It took over a year to get everything lined up. Um, very difficult. That is, that is amazing, because I know in the case of some movies, it's a matter of um, just, like, sometimes you can't find people, and you don't want to risk getting sued. Like, I just assume they're dead or they don't care. Is this the case with, uh, with Tomba, or was it a case of, oh, they were busy, or was it a case of, you know, where is this person, or where um, are these people? No, it wasn't a licensing problem so much. Um, 
um, obviously Fujibata-san, and we did a, a deal. Uh, Sony is also a direct deal. It was more just uh, emulation, mm. and uh, you know a lot of people say, "Well, get that game out. What, what, are you, what are you waiting for?" But emulation takes time, and right. there's often bugs that cannot be fixed. So um, if they can't be fixed, then the title dies. And um, we were lucky that this game got through. Uh, and it just took a while to get it through. So uh, there was some tinkering that had to be done on, on the, in the, with the actual game to get it to run properly on the PS3. Uh, we don't know exactly what Sony did. Okay. But we do know that um, emulation took a long time, which usually means, yeah, okay. something had to happen. I, I just remember, this is like totally pulled out of the back of my mind, um, that Tomba and maybe like Final Fantasy V uh, were the two games, or two of the few games that had compatibility issues with the PS2. Actually, but that's that's irrelevant because I forgot that there's no. Uh, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I, I know what you're redacted. I know redacted. what you're trying to say. But yes, no yes. Problem, no problem. Uh, but I'm sure maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, we we, we worry about all of our games being able to be emulated properly. So uh, okay. if they're not, then you need some kind of firmware update or you need a firmware fix, basically. So you guys have pretty much said, or I don't I don't want to like um, hold you to this, but Tomba Two could be a possibility if uh, sales are. Are up there. We would hope. Yeah. Okay, I can I can help you sell this game. Um, <laughs> cults, I think you are helping us sell. Like, I can help you sell more. Uh, I, I I just realized or I just discovered that um, the called game director Sweary, one of his first games was Tomba Two that he worked on as a level designer or something like that. Oh, is that right? So you should get the Sweary magic to happen. Okay, Maybe you could pull him in. He seems like a cool guy. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good that's a good suggestion. That's my actually. tip for you. I don't run a business. I probably shouldn't, but um, that's just that's just my okay. My no, advice. no, 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 because that's interesting. You know, anything that. Um, you know, we always say, hey, get the original people involved in some way or form, mm-hmm. even if they don't have a, the rights or anything like that. But if they're part of it, then that's added cred to the title, and it's you know makes everything more real. Right. And I think I think Whoopi Camp, uh, most of the people who left, and maybe you know this, didn't they form Access Games? Which uh, was Swery's what he eventually joined? I uh, could be. Okay. I, do, I don't know. Sorry, um, I'm just pulling random trivia. Out I, I just know Fujiwara-san, and so he's... He has rights to the game, so um, we deal with anything other than him. Basically. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So we talked a lot about Tomba, and actually, we did talk about it last on our last episode because Jeremy and I are both fans of the game, and we're happy to see it. So, what else uh, can you talk to us about? Uh, Class of Heroes Two, right? Yeah, Class of Heroes okay. Two is on the PSP. Will come out uh, this fall. Okay. So uh, we, as you probably know, had a Kickstarter event for this. Right. Right. Um, that it, people said, oh, well, it didn't fund, so you're not going to do it. No, 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 no. Like, this game was always going to be done. And we don't really consider the Kickstarter a failure. In fact, we consider it a pretty big success is that, in that everybody knows the game now. So it's, a, I think, a fairly obscure game, and the amount that we needed to raise in order to make a physical box edition um, was 500K. So, you know, that wasn't... Um, you know, people thought, why is that so much? Well, all the things that were involved in that, uh, you know, building a, a physical product and then sending that out to each and every customer, that's what it costs. So um, it wasn't a big downer that we didn't get funded. And we really think that it was successful because everybody knows Classic Heroes now. So so this is a uh, PSP title, correct? Yes. Uh, will this be compatible with the beta? Yes. Is that always a given, or is it something you have to work uh, with Sony I on? think it's not a given, but this will be a PS Vita um, compatible game. Okay, and you said this fall? This fall. Okay, yeah. great. Awesome. So uh, I asked people uh, sh- uh, not too long ago to submit their questions for you, and uh, 
there's a few that aren't jokes. Because um, we, we, we have some people with some senses of humor <laughs> tweeting at us. So we have one from uh, Ashley Day who wants to know, um, can they, meaning Monkey Paw Games, work on licensing Saturn games for re-release? Um, we have a good relationship with, with Sega, uh, but we haven't... Um, approach them on that level. We approach them on game by game level, okay. but not like the whole platform. So you know they did what Hudson did with the PC Engine, and they kind of controlled all the games that that came off. Hudson controlled all the games that came off the PC Engine, mm-hmm. and so Sega has their own uh, digital download opportunities. And um, it's a good question. We never approach them on that, but um, but we're talking to them all the time. Okay, great. In fact, I just met their president, and I'm going to have dinner with him next time. In, oh, nice. So in Tokyo. So I will use happening. your suggestion. Thank you very much. Yes, actually. Thank you, Ashley. This will be discussed over wine, probably. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are, I mean, are there emulation issues with Saturn? I just don't... I mean, um, I, I guess uh, Radiant Silvergun came out for the Xbox Live Arcade, so the Saturn used to be this mythical thing that could not be replicated, but I guess people have, have it worked on it. It oh. can't, yeah. Okay, It cool. can't. That's good to hear. Um, so we have one from Rowan Carmichael who wants to know uh, Class of Heroes 2, and he calls it Tom B, so you know where he's coming from. Yes. Um, yes. He wants to know if a European release is possible, and he also wants to know, um, I'm not sure if you could answer this, John, your favorite non-Class of Heroes wizardry clone. Uh, <laughs> that's a very specific question, uh, but I could say mine is Ectrian Odyssey because that's a great game. But um, first things first, uh, European release for these games. Um, European re- release, we hope to bring uh, Tumby out to European fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll actually be combo though. Okay. Is that some kind of uh, like uh, obscure curse word or slur or something? I'm not sure why they changed it. I don't know why they would change it. Okay. That's a good question because doesn't seem like any reason but a lot of Europeans had mentioned to me that there is differences in the game and I can't say I played Tombi all I know is that um, when talking to SCEE Sony Europe um, the SCEE version uh, had troubles and so if and when we do come out with the European version I can't say until we sell enough here but uh, you know I'm I'm hoping that we can and uh, if we do it'll be Tomba Okay, awesome. So you'll, they'll get the authentic version, not the, 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 the corrupt... American, uh, yes, yes, yes. The original vowel will be brought to you by Monkey Paw Games. <laughs> and um, uh, Classic Hero 2s will also be released in Europe, of course. Great, so okay. So we have one from Kevin Bunch, and this actually reaches back into your Hudson uh, past, John, and he wants to know, uh, why did the Bonk Wii game have to die? I didn't remember there being a Bonk Wii game. I remember there being no, a no, GameCube game. In fact, uh, that's a very good question, okay. because uh, I was pushing for Bonk... Um, when I was leading Hudson America. Was this uh, the same time the Blaster Master and um, there was one other remake that came out for the Wii WiiWare? Yeah. Around the same time? About the same time, but uh, but a little bit different because what we had was a, um, you know, we had tremendous success with Bomberman. And after that, Hudson Japan said, okay, let's do more of this, let's do more of this. But they didn't get why Bonk was so popular. And I spent hours and hours, I took a couple trips just to Japan to talk about Bonk and why we should bring it out. And um, it took them a long time before they really said, oh, okay, you know, we get it. And we, we, we talked about what platforms, and it kept changing, and it turned out we would be the least risky. Um, and that's why they started on the Wii. And then I left Hudson 
And um, after that, I'm not quite sure why they killed that deal, but I think they had a um, developer problem or some, hmm. some kind of developer uh, mishap. But I was already gone, unfortunately. That is a shame. I had no idea that even existed. Thank you yeah. for the question. Um, who was that again? Oh, Kevin Bunch. So we have one from uh, Jeremy Lamont, and I'm not sure what his question means, so I'm going to move on. Sorry, Jeremy. He says, find out the story behind the name. Oh, the name of your company. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what? No one's ever asked this, I don't think. He wants to know, does it relate to the folk story where the old uh, couple zombifies their son? Yes, yeah, that's the uh, the original book is, is called Monkey Paw. Oh, okay. And um, that is just a, uh, it, it, this is a great question because I've got a great answer for you. But we were trying to think of names uh, when we were creating the company. And uh, my investors were, um, some of them are, are German. And uh, they didn't get the names that we were trying to suggest to them, why they, this would be good. And and uh, so they they were talking about things like, um, actually, we made suggestions to them, and they didn't like it. They didn't like this. They didn't like that. And I said, "Okay, how about an animal? You know, make an animal part of the name, like Naughty Dog or whatever." Mm, okay. And uh, they were like, "Okay, well, give me some some names." And so we talked about. Um, uh, they said, "How about dolphin?" And I'm like, "Dolphin? Are you kidding?" Like, that's <laughs> Nintendo uh, tried that, and then they uh, no way. Yeah. I mean, dolphin. Yeah. Just a, I said, "How about dolphin soup?" Mm. <laughs> and they were like, soup, soup is you eat the dolphin. I'm like, no, 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 this is a plan word. They're happy, they're swimming in the soup. Yeah, so, so, and, then, uh, and then it was, how about a seal? And we said, okay, how about seal club? <laughs> and, and we had a bunch of other names, screw loose. Uh, we, we had a bunch of really fun, cute names that would have been really cool. Uh, but they didn't like much, and uh, finally I mentioned bear paw, because where I lived in Hokkaido, there's lots of bear, and uh, mm. my neighbor had just shot this huge bear, it was in my mind. Oh, wow. And uh, they didn't like that, because they thought that was um, too aggressive, and then I said, how about monkey paw? And that book I had read when I was a kid, it's a very scary book, but... Did they know um, what where it came from when you pitched it to them? No. Okay. No, no, no. They, so they know, know now. They know now, okay. yeah, but they didn't know, and it, it just sounded kind of cool, and mm. they were like, okay, let's run with it. Is the moral that, uh, be careful what you wish for, or is that... Yeah, be aware of what okay, you wish so for. Yeah, it's a really scary book. If you want to go to bed, shit in your pants, <laughs> read that. It's a good So one. if people ask you for Tomba, you'll get that, but you'll also get something horrible. Like... <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we um, actually don't attach anything to the book, because uh, it really doesn't... It's not the reason why we chose that name, it just... Having to pop out of my mouth, and it's they because said yes. Okay. The games business is scary. Yeah, yeah. And it's terrifying to not play retro games. And it's also cool to have the monkey because uh, we can use the monkey for our logo and other things. So it does make sense. Yes, that was a good question. Sorry, Jeremy. I uh, had no idea what you were talking about until I think about it. Let's move on to. Um, let's see who is this? A ninja Mick, and he wants to know. Uh, real question: Does multi-platform availability, or i.e. Vita, for PS One games, require additional licensing hassle? No. No. So there's your answer. He also had a joke question, um, but I think this is more t for Victor Ireland. Uh, he wants to know ever play so what so what Mirage, nudge nudge, wink wink. Uh -huh. um, okay. So yes, we already asked Vic about that on the last episode, and he was very diplomatic about it. So. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Um, let's see. I think that's all of our questions. Let me just refresh really quick. Um, actually, I have one more from uh, J.R. Wraith, and he wants to know a uh, question. How can we help? And one second. Sorry. Um, just refreshing here. 
It says, how can we help? Do you take suggestions on games uh, we want? Yes, absolutely. In fact, that's a big part of our company. You know, we really reach out to our fans, and uh, a lot of you guys out there who have requested games and then see the games come to life know that this is true. This is how we run the businesses. We're in touch with our fans. We want them to be very um, communicative to us so that we can go after the licenses. And, you know, we have a big, huge list of games. Um, we're always persistent in going after those games. Sometimes they take a long, long time. Sometimes they never happen. But there's always the effort on our behalf to go get them. So we want to hear what you want. And you can um, look at our website, uh, monkeypawgames.com, or Twitter us, or Facebook us, and make suggestions. I think the most important thing people can do is spread the word because we need more fans. We need... Uh, more people to buy these games so that we can convince the bigger guys um, why they should you know, release games through um, the import store or through us. Either way, we don't even care. We just want to get the games out. But um, we need to make a statement. And there's been a good reaction so far to, to some of the games. But let's face it, a lot of the games are obscure. None of the games um, have any... You know, uh, they're, they're all great games, basically. We don't take any crappy games, uh, but we need people to buy the game so that we can make a bigger impression. Okay. Uh, this question is actually uh, based on what JR was talking about. Um, can you guys, without commenting on whether or not you're trying to acquire it or not, what is your most requested game right now, or maybe a few of your more requested games from fans? Like, what are what are they tweeting at you about? Uh, actually, Tomba was, was, our, was okay. our most requested, um, and we got it, so that's great. Um, Lunar is a, is a highly requested game. Um, you know, a lot of Vic stuff uh, comes back into play because those are those role-playing guys who um, who love this stuff, and there's not enough of it. So um, they're the most active. Our shooter fans are probably the, the next most active. So mm-hmm. Xanak and, um, you know, some games are impossible. Um, our type is not possible. Um, is that because of... Right in. IRM was... Yeah, IRM's got a lot of... Uh, I had a lot... Still yeah. has problems, so... <laughs> RIP. Yeah, it's, it's, just, uh, it's just IP problems, basically, so... Hmm. Okay, awesome. So that's all of our questions. I won't keep you for very much longer, but I just... Um, speaking as um, a vet of the industry, um, I'm sorry... Like I said, our last one, uh, some stuff got erased on accident, and um, we didn't get to send it out to the fans. Uh-oh. <laughs> Real-life cell phone calls happening. Yeah, Don't worry sorry, about it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's probably a game request. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got Tomba. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, so how far do you date back in the gaming industry? Like, what was your first year here, and what was your first E3, or as it was called then, CES, I guess? Um, I started in 1987 <clears throat> and started working for Hudson Soft in Japan. Met the owner of the company by chance, basically, and... Uh, they were. They had already launched the PC Engine in Japan, and they were getting ready to uh, start to think about the Turbo Graphics in America. And, uh, and it was interesting because there was a, the company was NEC, if you remember, uh, that produced the Turbo Graphics, and uh, the original president, the U.S. president, was a really uh, tough negotiator. And he, there was a, a deal to uh, to talk about what the royalty would be for each cartridge that was produced. And, um, you know, I think in Japan they had a couple dollars for each cartridge, and the American guy just kept saying one dollar, one dollar, one dollar, which is very, very rude. That's not how you negotiate with Japanese. 
And so this guy, you know, my president got up and walked out of the room, mm. and, you know, flipped him off and made it, of course, <laughs> but you know, that, that kind of thinking, right, like, right. what do you want to deal with this guy? And so I kind of came in at the right time because they needed somebody who could help them negotiate and get this moving. So it was a great time in the industry, 87, 88. Um, you know, we had CSs in, um, in Vegas and in, and in, uh, in Chicago, and we did that every year until they went away, and then we did E3. So it's been a long, long time. So uh, just, just related to E3, we're here at E3 now, obviously, so this is a great time to ask. Uh, what was your favorite E3 and why? Um, my favorite E3 was uh, the year that they did it in the hotels. Mm. Oh, this? Yeah. Uh, 2007. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you were the only person who has probably ever said that. Exactly. <laughs> now you're saying exactly. it to the public. Now tell, tell us why. Um, because in my opinion, I'm coming to E3 to meet the people. Mm-hmm. You know, not the customer, unfortunately, but you know, the business people and that kind of thing. And, uh, and it was done in hotel rooms. It was so quiet. Um, everything was very well organized, even though there was different hotels and different locations. You could go see, see the games in the hangar, if you remember, and all that. But uh, but basically, there were, it was done in quiet hotel rooms. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a uh, um, <laughs> I guess intimate. Like speaking in uh, dark corners of uh, <laughs> yeah, centers with exactly, people. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's well lit, I guess. Just, it's too loud most of the time. So, yeah, um, yeah. I carry earplugs in my pocket all the mm. time because. You know, so I probably won't see you in the middle of the show floor. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're talking to me, I probably want to even be able to hear you. Actually, that's not too crazy. I mean, uh, I think publishers are the ones who wanted it to change the most. But unfortunately for them, it went back to where we are now. But can you talk about uh, what E3 used to be like um, sort of during those, those, I guess, their retro days now, but when you first started, um, the late 80s, early 90s? Like, what you, what you see now, how is it different than what you saw then? Um, well, of course, games change dramatically, uh, but I think that a lot of it is similar. I mean, you've got huge booths. You had, uh, for a while, you had this thing where they, um, every booth would try to up their volume level so you could hear their stuff over the competitor. <laughs> and I think they've changed that now because it's, it's definitely less loud than it used to I'm be. I'm surprised. Wow. And it, you know how loud it is today. Yeah, yeah. It's still a lot less loud than it used to be. Hmm. Um, so, you know, those are just noise issues. But I think... Um, you know, uh, Booth Babes, that's kind of changed. Mm. Your fans might be interested in that. Um, at, at Hudson, we used to do, um, you know, we're a Japanese company, so I always said to my guys, hey, um, super hot Asian women. Nerds love them. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, that, that's who we are. We're Hudson. So, right. you know, and if you've been to TGS, you know that's what it's all about. Right, right. So my bosses love that. They're like, oh, this is so Japanese. So thank you, you know, for hiring all these super hot Asian women. And, so, uh, are there less Asian booth babes now? There's, is that what you're um, trying to say? There's, there was not many Asian booth babes ever. Oh, but, um, okay. I'm just saying what we did. Right. You were pioneers. And we, 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 we <laughs> tried to push the envelope a little bit. But, um, but it, we, we had people come back to us and talk about that and say, um, first of all, that was a year they weren't allowed to have booth babes. But um, we, they weren't really booth babes. We called them concierges. Mm. So if an important person came, we would assign one of these super hot Asian girls <laughs> to be their, um, their you know, bag-carrying girl and go get drinks for them or do whatever. Um, we, had a, we had a masseuse in the booth. Really? So you could lay down and get a massage. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a really fun E3. And uh, that turned a lot of heads. We, we got a lot of press 
for that. And that wasn't the purpose. We weren't trying to get press. And this was in the late 80s, early 90s. No, this, was, this wasn't that long ago. This is uh, when I was running Hudson America. So that was... Uh, Atlanta uh, No, it was here, but it was probably 80... I'm sorry, uh, 2004, hmm. 2005, something okay. like that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm sure, like, have you been to every E3 at this point? Every E3. Every E3. What uh, company do you miss seeing the most? Um, just, huh. like, a company that's no longer around? Uh, I can tell you that. Acclaim. Acclaim. Oh, okay. Acclaim. Because, please, please tell us why. Uh, I, it just, funny, because I just saw Jeff Mulligan, who used to uh, be one of the top guys there, and um, it was just a crazy company. Those guys were, um, they were pretty out of control. Um, they threw wild parties. They, um, they pulled Bill, Bill Clinton in their video game. NBA Jam. They yeah. put Bill Clinton in a lot of their games. Actually, I think wait, uh, Midway. Yeah, Midway did not acclaim. Mid- acclaim yeah. acclaim pub- published a lot of uh, Midway games for oh, their yeah, consoles, yeah. right? But they were um, they were really an aggressive company who you know stood out basically. So uh, I think that was uh, a good thing. I mean, we try to stand out as much as possible, and if you want to be noticed, yeah, that's what you got to do. Hmm. Uh, I asked you the best E3. What do you think was the worst E3? And can you tell me the reasons behind that? Uh-huh. Worst E3. Um, uh, they all seem the same. Or maybe just honestly. one standout uh, terrible day or moment. Uh, maybe not even like a personal thing. Just like, man, things are just... I don't like video Wasn't games anymore. Where the power went out? I'm pretty sure it went to an E3 where the power ran, went out. Really? And every everyone's kiosk was shut down for <laughs> probably 20 minutes. Really? Huh. Yeah. I was probably there. So, so you know, I mean, for a lot of the, uh, the E3, and sorry, because you don't get it because you're press, but a lot of this stuff, you know, I always told my guys, hey guys, the show starts at 6.30. So you got to go out and go to every party, go to every event, go to everything that's going on after hours because that's where you do a lot of the business. Mm-hmm. And the daytime, you know, it's just struggling to get through. And right. because why? Because you're out till three o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, they, they had to they had to shut the bar down. So no matter where they were, they had to be the last guy to leave. Mm, okay. And if they did that, they could come in an hour late. Oh, nice. So uh, <laughs> so. you are a great guy to work for. <laughs> I've been told that before. So maybe, maybe so, uh, maybe Ray, so. does that policy still stand? Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I actually met John. When was that? Two thousand five, was it? I, when I was press as well, and I actually uh, had interviewed him while I was, and he was um, heading up Hudson. Mm. And now he works with me, so hey, it yes. works out well. So it worked out pretty small well. Small world, small world. So I guess we're going to wrap things up now because I'm sure you guys have places to go, people to see. Parties, the show's about to begin at yes. 6.30. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't want to keep you. Uh, <laughs> any hints or maybe little nuggets of uh, tantalizing rumors we could we could sustain ourselves on for Monkey Paw's future? Um, hmm. Well, we're, we're so busy right now uh, pushing through these two games, so I think you'll start to see... Um, we, we have a pretty big deal brewing right now. Oh, nice. Okay. And I, I, of course, can't mention it. Right. But I think if this deal goes through, it's going to be uh, bigger than anything we've ever done oh. put together. Okay, cool. I'm sure we'll be talking about it if that happens. Uh, you, you definitely will be talking. You'll be, you'll be saying, okay, well, that, that is um, monumental. So we hope it happens. But everything is in this nebulous world where we don't really know until the until it actually starts to click. So, um, but we're having uh, pretty intense conversations, and we hope that we can tell you something. Hopefully, by the you know sometime in the next few months, we would hope. 
Awesome. Well, best of luck to you. And can you let us know again uh, when Tomba's coming out, how much it'll be on PSN? It's uh, June 19th. Mm -hmm. It'll be $9.99. Okay. And uh, the Class of Heroes games will come out in Class of Heroes 2, I should say, and the PSP will come out this fall. We don't have an exact date yet. Okay, awesome. And uh, I bet you heard the good news last night. Uh, well, you probably you may have known it before. Uh, PS1 compatibility. On We've been Vita. waiting. Yeah, uh, yeah. for a while. I think I think I think we even mentioned it in a, in a in a press release or something before. We mentioned at least in the company statement that we expect our games to be Vita compatible. Yeah, it's coming. Just it was, it was the best news we heard. Yeah, I, we were excited. That was my favorite part of the Sony conference. I'm like, yeah. yes, I can play those games I bought. Yeah, I mean, right. So, yeah, right, right, I bet you guys are happy about that. Too. But we knew it was coming. It's just a matter of time. Right, so. right. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, John. And we will be back in a few weeks with a regular episode. And we will see you then. Thank you. Cool.